Hello and welcome to the Embrace Your Destiny podcast. My name is Sandra Dawes and I'm your host. And if you're new to the podcast, Embrace Your Destiny is all about sharing the stories of women who have been through some sort of trial or tribulation in their life. They've made it through to the other side and they're here to share their journey, um, the lessons that they learned from it, and to offer advice to anyone who might be going through something similar in their own life. And today, my guest is Anna Levin, and Anna was born and raised in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And as a young adult, she moved to the United States, where she continued her college studies. She became a teacher for nearly 10 years, teaching children of all ages from early childhood to high school to assistant professor in college. It was during her experience as a high school teacher that she discovered her passion for helping people gain a new perspective by empowering them and loving them without conditions. It has been Anna's life experience of loss and achievements, intention and belief that has given her a compassionate yet powerful outlook on life and relationships. Anna aligns the energy in a person's body, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual by finding what blocks a person and removing those blocks through a quantum source energy healing modality that she has created. She has a master's of science degree in psychology and is a certified professional coach and Reiki master and a quantum healer. Welcome, Anna. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be talking to you today. So, Anna, why don't we dive right into the journey that you want to share with us today? Sure. Um, so, I, I want—I would like to share with everybody a little bit about my story, but the story that I really want to say or tell, it's the inside story as opposed to, you know, the actual uh, events that took place in my life because you know I'm I'm in a very introspective I have been in a very introspective uh, journey in the past I would say six years in primarily but um, you know how we something happens in our lives and the first thing that many of us do is blame it on circumstances whether it's parents or upbringing or culture environment but there's something deeper that I discover in myself that is taking me to a beautiful place of inner authority inner power self-love self-compassion forgiveness all of the good stuff right that really brings me peace and freedom which is the fact that I did not acknowledge myself I abandoned myself in a way for different reasons, being fearful of being different, um, having a great awareness of my sensitivity and empathic abilities, you know, since I was little and feeling, at least in my own perception, that I was very different from my family or I was different from my friends. I had a greater awareness and I saw things that many seem not to see. (laughs) And so, um, now that I'm in my 40s, I'm, I'm surely finally getting to the place where I can acknowledge that and just embrace all of who I am and, and you know, love myself exactly as I am and accept myself so that I can share with others who I am as opposed to, you know, being outside of myself and um, looking for... Um, external parameters that were right, or like to. acceptance <laughs> or validation from other people. And I think that um, I know for myself, because I'm also in my 40s, that it's um, it's a great place to be <laughs> yes. in, in terms of the fact that 
you're at a point now where you can let go of uh, the things that sort of controlled your life for the first, you know, 30 odd years or whatever in terms of worrying about what other people think or how it's going to be perceived and just really living your authentic self and not really worrying about how it's going to be perceived by anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and also accepting and understanding that is, it's normal. Of course, we're going to look outside. You know, many of it's a practice, right? So we arrive to where we are supposed to arrive at the right time. And for me, right now, it's more of an introspective time that is bringing me more and more um, to an intimate connection with myself. And this is the work that I do with other people. As I do it with myself, I'm able to hold a space and do it for others, and it brings me tremendous joy because it's the closest um, experience that I have to really uh, feeling how we really are so connected that if I do the work in myself I'm doing it on you even if I were if I didn't know you right uh, right there's full responsibility and interconnectedness among all of us and among the entire world whether it's a rock right and the mountain or is a human being or an animal it it doesn't we are interconnected so when we start to see i start to see life with those eyes wow right my my existence changes quite a bit yeah and it's um it's understanding that there is a ripple effect whether you intend it to have one or not that i think is is the magical part about it because it allows you to to put things out there, to do things because they feel good to you and just trust and believe that it is going to benefit somebody somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for me, that was a beautiful gift. It wasn't an intention. You know, I started with looking back, look, really looking at myself with courageous, loving eyes. And because it takes a lot of courage to see our, our you know, we call it the shadow work or, or the, the, the hidden work, uh, work, uh, areas that we have. Uh, it takes a lot of courage because sometimes it just shakes up a little bit of the identity that we have crafted for ourselves. So what, what we believe we are, who we believe we are, and the value and the significance that comes from that identity. In my case, um, I had to completely uh, let go of that identity that I created to actually come back to my true identity or my true self, because you know even the word identity is if, to me it feels like something that is created as opposed to we just are. We right, are something that's organic. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and so it, it really was interesting because I started to question. Uh, everything I started to question. Oh my gosh, maybe I am not this loving force that I think I am, and right. And so, by by cleaning myself and dismystifying all these emotional traumas and and aligning my energy, it's what has allowed me to, you know, uh, operate from a totally different place, a place of peace, a pl- place of inner um, inner authority, inner power. Um, wholeness we're whole right there's nothing broken in us um so it's it's been a a true gift and it's been work it's right yeah (laughs) absolutely i think that um the the stuff that's going to bring us the most awareness you know it's a beautiful thing when we when we have that awareness but it does take work and it takes um 
you know, letting go of some beliefs that we've probably held on to for longer than we can even imagine and just being okay with that and understanding that you're moving into a new phase of your journey. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the practices that has helped me, I would say almost the most, is to truly be allow myself to be in whatever moment I am in and not make myself wrong. And if I catch myself, you know, playing those old stories, like you're saying, just, just catching myself is like, okay, you're doing it again. Let's just go back to our center. Let's go back to my heart. Let's allow, you know what, right now I'm feeling angry. That's like, well, let's stay with that. I don't have to act on it. I don't have to, you know, lash on, uh, at anybody, but I can stay with that instead of making it myself wrong. And because it's trying to tell me something. So part of the guidance that I receive, um, internally when I do this work is that we are sensory beings and what's happening a little bit in the world is that because we are so hurt everybody has been so hurt and we um, are scared of getting hurt again we close up our hearts we close up um, these beautiful sensory beings that we are we are spirits right but we are humans we're having this human experience and the way we connect is through this sensory system that we have. The more we get to know the sensory system, um, the, the more intimate connection we have with ourselves, with our souls, with the divine. Um, and so it, you see how everything that we're seeking really is, is exactly what we are, you know, shutting down. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's the irony of life. And it's this beautiful opening and closing and opening is a dance. And so the more we are become aware of that, then the better off we are. It just becomes a practice and I can just observe myself. It doesn't mean that we like it. It doesn't mean that it's pleasant. It doesn't mean that it's comfortable. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, wow, I'm sad right now. What's making me sad? Or, or that just triggered me. You know what? That just make me super, super mad. You know, like what's up with that? Right. Yeah. It's understanding <laughs> what's causing those reactions and emotions as opposed to just experiencing the emotions without understanding why so that mm -hmm. it should it happen again you know how to deal with it in a different way yes and a lot of that comes from judgment which we cannot we can't help because part of you know is the human condition right we right. just judge naturally judge not because we want to be judgy but sometimes we do want to but you know <laughs> <laughs> many other times it's just a, it's a natural in you know reaction that yes. we have uh, so it's not judging things by right or wrong, positive or negative, but it, it just experiencing them. When I connect to source energy, I call it source energy is God, right? Divine love, um, spirit. When I connect to that energy is such a powerful, creative energy that is absolutely neutral. There is no, it's everything. It's positive and negative all in one little, you know, bucket. That's what, how I experience source energy. And that's why it's allow it allows us to get aligned, right? Because it just comes and puts everything back in in harmony. So it, it was very um, telling to me once I started to work with this energy because it helped me understand that truly, like Viktor Frankl said in his book um, uh, "Man's Search for Meaning," that nothing has meaning but the meaning that we give it. Right. <laughs> 
So a divorce, for example, that most of us see as a detrimental, horrible, <laughs> you know, uh, something that we should avoid. Well, nowadays is more acceptable, right. <laughs> you know, it could very well also bear many blessings. Yes. And I, and my, I am a living, you know, proof of that. Um, so for me, I dissolved, I was the one that decided to dissolve my marriage. And I truly believe in my heart that it has saved the relationship of my kids and their dad and me and their dad and everybody involved. Now, is it painful? Yes, of course. Those are stressful, painful um, situations that, that we grieve and we go through. We, it's important to allow our to go through all the motions and emotions and, and give ourselves the time. However, if I could share with your audience, you know, in, the gift for me has been to, one, allow myself to feel what I feel and not make myself wrong, and two, to elevate myself so that I can actually gain a higher perspective, a higher ground, a higher love, a higher purpose to whatever is that it is happening in my life and, and those that I love and now my clients, you know, that are, to me, I call them my temporary friends because that's how I feel. I feel like I'm a temporary friend in, uh, in you know, these beautiful people that come in and out of my life. And so um, understanding that there's always a possibility to see something that we didn't see before. Right, That's or see it in a new way. Mm-hmm, yes. Anna, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned in this journey in becoming more self-aware and... Um, letting go of the need to to judge your emotions yes. the way you used to. You know what um, the biggest gift is that I discover, at least in my very limited human self, I discover the infinite love that is available to all of us at any given time. Because as I continue to accept myself and accept the things that were happening in my life and and just, you know, being compassionate and forgiving, I would feel more and more love, more compassion, more and more inner peace. It's, it's, it's the biggest gift. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world, no matter how many hardships I went through. Um, and that's what I, I want to continue for myself and share with each and every single person and be crosses my path. I, I believe that that's the best that I can do. Uh, I believe that that's what I came here to do. And um, it, it humbles me, you know? Yeah. And I think that um, it's amazing when you can get to that place. And, um, but it's, I find anyway for myself that it's work to maintain it as well, right? To not slip back into those old ways of thinking or old ways of um, understanding those experiences. Because I feel like it's um, like one of my coaches that I've worked with says, you know, new level, different devil. So that you're constantly, <laughs> um, you know, you know, you hit a certain level and you're like, okay, I feel lighter. I feel good. And you feel yes. like you've got a hold on things and then something happens that kind of humbles you and it makes you realize that there's still work to do. 
Yes, absolutely. That is such a good point because many times we feel like we've done amazing progress and that's okay. Of course, we should celebrate. I mean, that's definitely a yes. Yeah. But yeah, we should be mindful of like, I mean, there's no destination. That's the whole thing. Yeah. This is a practice. This is a way of being. So, of course, we're going to go back and, you know, we're going to, uh, life is going to show us different aspects of ourselves that we can work on um, or that we feel lack or whatever it is, uh, imperfections. Um, but it is, it's a practice more than a destination. There's no destination. Energy just continues to morph and evolve and expand and all the time. So right, it's sort of like um, <laughs> diets, right? It's not about you know mm-hmm. short term quick fix to things. Yeah. It's about changing your lifestyle. It's about a li- you know it's a lifestyle thing more as opposed to just you know a twelve week. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> that's a great analogy. It's like exactly because it would be like saying, "Well, I didn't eat ice cream for one week, therefore I already lost all the weight that I right. wanted to yeah, lose." Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or my work is done here and so now I can move yeah. on and continue to <laughs> indulge in. But yeah, so it's understanding that as you as you learn more about yourself, as you understand more about everything, that now you have a responsibility to to do things in a different way, to approach things in a different way so that you don't continue to um, to almost spin your wheels in mud because you're having the same experiences all the time because you're stuck in perceiving things in a, in a particular way. Absolutely. And it's about claiming our own inner authority. Many, So many times we are looking outside of ourselves. We, I want you because if you tell me what to do then um then you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do it because i i perceive you as a successful woman and you you've done all these other things and 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 i'm not saying not to look for help because who knows where i would be i wouldn't be where i am without the help of coaches and teachers and mentors and family members and friends absolutely so i'm not i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is that many times we um we forget that we have an inner voice and we have an inner authority that is always guiding us. And as we connect to it, to that voice, then that's when the magic starts to happen, you know, and we start to feel better even when we're going through something that we have to work on. Um, It's a different, it comes from a different place. You know, it just increases our self-love and self-acceptance of who we are. We don't have to be more or less. We are what we are and we are enough just the way we are. And so I don't have to have, you know, a gazillion retreats and books (laughs) printed for for me to have value. I know I have value. Yes. You know, and if those things come and I feel like to create them, that's awesome. So, and that's a very real place for me, you know, in the past six years, because I went from being a high school teacher and receiving so much love from my students. And I truly love each one of them, even the ones that were not in my classroom. I just love education. I love, you know, kids and, and anyway. And so to go from that to an arena that was unknown to me, it has taught me all these things about self-love and knowing that I am, I'm not what I do, right? right. I am what I am. I mean, yes. we've heard this so many times, but this is true. And I, I finally understand it. <laughs> you know, I am who I am, regardless of what I'm doing. Yes. Um, 
I had this experience. I have to share this with you. I, when I moved to California, my, my current husband, um, he was graceful enough to um, get me in the door into a spa to work in a spa just, you know, cause I needed to have some, some work, do some work. And I remember throwing myself a pity party. I would say like the first three months, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I don't know. I was just not feeling good enough. And I was feeling like I'm working in the front office in a spa. What am I doing? You know, I have, I'm more, I am smarter than this. Right. I, can do, I can do better. All those beautiful negative self-talk. And then I started to journal, which is something that I have, I have always done since I was 11 years old. I discovered journaling is how I gain my clarity, is how I get out of my head and into my heart, and is how the divine speaks to me. And I wrote, I am love. I am not what I do. I'm like, okay, great. So let's just practice this. I said to myself, let's practice this. So the next day when I was um, folding the robes, I started to pray for the people that would wear those robes. And I was, I started to send them love, you know, and, and just hold them. And I was like crying like a baby, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I just discovered that, oh my gosh, it's not about the money that I make or the position that I have or whatever. It's about being who Anna is, whether I'm at work, right. in this work, as a CEO or as a front desk or as a mom, it doesn't matter. So it was such a beautiful, beautiful gift, you know, of not only understanding it, but living it. Living it. Yeah. Because I think that's... Um that's important because it's easy to understand things from a theoretical perspective, but sometimes you really need to experience it for the lesson to hit home. Yes. I think that it's always like that. And I, and I feel that many, many people are, you know, are into, uh, let's read the book. Let's take the webinar. Let's yes. like, like we're doing something. No, yeah. the real, the real stuff is when we apply it. Yes. You know? Yeah. When you're, when you're living it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Anna, what advice would you give to somebody who's struggling with their own journey, you know, and being able to, to acknowledge that authority within themselves to trust that inner guidance and um, yeah, that they're struggling with it and not, not knowing mm -hmm. where to go? Yes. I would, the first thing that comes to mind as you're, you're asking me the question is like, be kind to yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> be so very kind to yourself because it takes a lot of energy and patience and self-love to undo a lot of the stories and the patterns of behavior that we've had for so many years, you know, like two, three, four decades. So be, be patient with yourself and also understand that Sometimes when we get guidance, we don't have to get it. We don't have to understand it. We can just take action. Right. We can just, we can just trust it, right? I, I remember at the beginning of my journey, um, I was guided to go to this yoga studio. And I have never done yoga. And I kid you not, I mean, I, I took six months of kundalini yoga. And I had such an awakening. And it helped me move the emo a lot of the emotional energy that was stuck in my body. I went there like pretty much five times a week for six months. 
And I didn't get it. I, di- I didn't have to understand it. I just told my husband, I feel like this is what I need to do right, right now. Yeah. And so don't try to understand, like the head wants to understand. It's developing um, relationship with our sensory body and connecting from our heart to the divine. And so just trust it. Learn to trust yourself and learn the discernment of the voices, you know, the one that comes from your head and the one that whispers in your heart. Yeah, you know, I um, I often introduce myself at networking events as a recovering control freak and excuse maker. <laughs> so you can imagine that that advice hits home for me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yes. It's, um, but there is that struggle though, right? Because even um, as somebody who is an empath and, you know, is very heart-centered because of my upbringing and the fact that my parents were very logic-minded, you know what I mean? There was no time for dreams and following your intuition and all that kind of stuff that I have, I struggle with that. And um, so it's been this, you know, how you see sometimes in TV or movies, you know, the angel on the one side and the devil on the other. (laughs) And for me, it's not necessarily those two characters, but there is that heart center that says, you know, just do it because it feels right. And then my, my brain is like, yeah, but, 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 and you know, you're, there are all these buts. And um, I think that for me, when I struggle in that way, it's asking myself, you know, what's the worst that could happen, you Mm -hmm. know, and Mm -hmm. really understanding that, the worst case scenario that I've created in my mind, you know, the chances of that happening are slim to none. And yes. so a lot of times it's just understanding that even if the worst case scenario did happen, that it's still not going to be the end of the world. And at least you'll know, yes. you know, as opposed yes. to having those, you know, what if moments or having those regrets because, you know, you felt called to do it, but you just chose not to for whatever Reason. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, that's perhaps one of the most self-abusive things that we can do because we are negating the voice of our soul, right, that is trying to speak to us at any given moment. Um, and it's um, it's the programming that we really need to break away from because we don't come in like that. We come, If you look at little kids, I, mean, I remember teaching pre-K three at the beginning, they are such beautiful beings and they they're fine just like if things break or spill or whatever they're fine right like, it's not everything the end of, is okay. it's never the end of the world <laughs> but you know somewhere along the line we believe that oh my gosh no let's not make a mistake oh my gosh no i don't i don't want to make a mistake i don't want to make a mistake i don't so we live a life like from that can you imagine from that place i don't want to yes. make a mistake i don't want to make so I, I better not move let's not do anything right um, yeah i know that um I remember there was a point up until I was an adult, like even maybe 10 years ago, where if I broke a dish, it was a big deal for me. Not, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it was like, oh my God, I broke a dish. But it was, you know, programming and, you know, it was being with someone who, when something breaks, it's not a big deal. It's just, well, you just throw it in the garbage and you move on to Mm -hmm. to make me question my own perceptions of those types of events and to be like, you know what, it isn't a big deal and you will just throw it away and move on and you have to replace the dish, then you replace the dish, but it's not the end of the world and it's not something that you need Mm -hmm. to beat yourself up about or anything like that because it's just a dish. (laughs) And that, and that is practice, you know, sometimes people are waiting to hear this uh, unbelievable advice, but no, it's, it's a simple 
practice. It's an everyday single practice because we really have no idea how embedded in our behavior all these stories and patterns are. And so, yeah, good for you. You can, <laughs> and, and, you know, when you said that also, like, it's all a, it's going back to the, like, nothing has meaning, but the meaning we give it. Yes, exactly. You, you could also, you could have said like, well, thank God I didn't hurt myself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many takes on that or, oh my gosh, I didn't even like that plate. Right. God bless you. <laughs> it was you know? time for it to go anyway. Yeah. yeah you know? But it's understanding those things and, um, yeah, not taking them at face value. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and thank you so much for talking with me today. I really enjoyed it. I think that the listeners will get a lot out of it. And um, when you, for the listeners, when you check back in the show notes, you'll find links to connect with Anna and learn more about what she does and what she has going on currently. And um, Anna, any last thoughts? I, I just want to thank you so much for these conversations. I think the more conversations we have like these, um, the better off we're going to be. We're all in this together. And, and you know, thank you for, uh, you know, giving the platform for the, for the messages to go out. So thanks. Oh, you're welcome. And again, thank you for sharing your wisdom today and offering advice to anyone who might be going through their own struggles. And to my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you in a few weeks. Take care. Bye.